Hey, everybody, when you hear that music, you know it's time for Season 3. Jamie Uretsky on the latter side of baseball, and aren't we glad to get this spring training pitchers and catchers, the words that we all love to hear, ready to roll. Well, ladies and gentlemen, on Spotify, on iTunes, and on SoundCloud, and soon on our new webpage, we're in the process of uh, negotiating with a web designer to come forward with a brilliant bit of artistry that'll help uh, interact some of the great loyal listeners, the thousands of you out there that are listening every day, the Padre fans, the Giants fans, the Rays fans, the A's fans, Brewers, Cubs, White Sox, you name it, the Braves. Yes, my good buddy, the Brave fan out there in St. Louis. I'm telling you what, we have fun and we are back for a third year now. We still got COVID-19, but the good news is you folks in Maricopa County that didn't want spring training to start, didn't want the folks to come out there to watch the games, didn't want that money in the till. For the life of me, I can't believe why they said that. I mean, it's not like Arizona's been very careful. They lead the league in uh, infections, not necessarily. To, eh, I'm not going to get political. Who cares? I mean, we care, but the vaccinations will be here by Christmas. By the time we have the World Series, I think everybody will be vaccinated. We'll have herd immunity, and the Cubs will be drinking champagne after winning the World Series. Ha! <laughs> I'm not sure either. One of those are likely, but hey, you never know. you got to be optimistic, as I always am, and uh, you know, try to be light, although some people say I'm never light. I'm certainly not light on the scales, although I keep trying. You're number three, dieting on the lighter side of baseball. Well, anyway, 23% of the people can go to the uh, baseball games. That's 23% of the people who would otherwise attend. So if you have 100% going to the Cub games and you get 10,000 people, then under these rules of Maricopa County, you could have 2,300 people there. Not bad. Uh, and then I don't know what they do about the grass in the outfield, which is really the only Fun place to watch a game. Am I talking too fast? Am I too excited about pitchers and catchers? September? No. September? Are you kidding me? Man, you got to slow down. Look at the calendar. It's February. We have almost spent a year talking about the COVID-19 horrendous pandemic. But we are really now, a lot of people said we're turning the corner. We really are turning the corner. We're rounding third. We're heading to home, and by goodness gracious, I might get to see my new seats at Wrigley Field sometime this year and head over to the cell or Guaranteed Rate Field or Comiskey Park, whatever you want to call it, the house that Jerry built, and uh, see the White Sox. So that's it. Uh, we are going to go solo today, and next week... We are going to be joined once again by our sometimes co-host, the star of the show, Craig Kishan, will be here talking about the great deals that the Brewers made. They signed a second baseman. They signed a third baseman. Uh, you know, Bronny's probably going to be signed again. This seems to be alumni signing week. This is the week before spring training, and so all the alums are coming back. There are the chicks are coming to roost. It's great. You've got... Uh, the Cardinals, who just, I mean, why don't you give a lifetime contract to uh, Molina? And he's worth it. I mean, even a banged-up 50-year-old Molina probably is going to be better than whatever else you can get in the position of catcher and coach. I mean, he's a coach out on the field. He's a pretty good hitter. He can still catch. He can give you 120 games a year, I bet. And if that's not good enough, they brought back uh, Wainwright for, you know, his third final appearance here. It's pretty cool. 
the uh, teams seem to be doing that. I think it's great. You look at the Royals bullpen. Hey, hey, it's like old times. It's like 2014 and 15. You got Wade Davis. You got Greg Holland. Uh, they lost Joaquin Soria, the Mexinator. I think. I think he signed with somebody. I saw that somewhere. Uh, Jake Arrieta back with the Cubs. Woohoo! Um, if Jake has his velocity, or even 95% of his velocity, uh, he'll be the only starter that can break 90. Yeah, man, oh man, we're going for the changeup. You know, we're going for the uh, the opposite of analytics. We are going, we, again, I'm not employed by the Cubs or anybody else. Frankly, I don't even get money from Papa Kino's. I'm trying. Oh my God, Chris is open with a vengeance. Even though he's a bit hurt by the pandemic, he's still peddling pizzas there. And uh, Papa Kino's and Mr. Euros are... Maybe I could get dual sponsorships. I didn't even think of that. Maybe I could get like $10 a month uh, from each of those, which would equal, by my math, 20 And uh, that would pay for my web design guy and still give me enough for a hot dog a week at uh, the K. Because I think there's going to be pretty good baseball back there. I think the, I think the Royals had a really good uh, off off season. I really do, and I'm first to be critical of the Kansas City Royals. I do feel sorry for Mr. Sherman. He needs to sign Peabody. For you guys that are my age, you know, there was nothing better than Rocky and Bullwinkle, Bullwinkle. <laughs> no, he's not a guest. He's not a co-host. It was just me, Bullwinkle. So, you know, I'm reminded by Good Morning Vietnam when they kicked Robin Williams off the air because he had to uh, – be less controversial, and he wouldn't do that. Great movie, Good Morning Vietnam, for all of you guys that watched it. And then they replaced him with the guy that was in Sidekicks, uh, Lieutenant whatever his name was, and he tried to be funny, and that was just my, that was my imitating that dude in, in uh, Good Morning Vietnam, trying to be funny on the air. I mean, Bullwinkle is funny to my grandkids, but you guys probably wondered, what in the hell is this guy doing there? <laughs> Sorry, I won't do it again, I promise. That was it. So there you go. Will the lighter side of baseball have Bullwinkle from time to time? No. And how in the world did Bullwinkle... The, oh, Sherman. We were talking about Mr. Sherman, the owner of the Royals, for his second season. And hats off to him. I think, uh, you know, he's got 25 wins in the win column now, maybe, after last year. And I think he's assured that they'll probably play 162 games. And, and hats off to this guy. And I, I'm going to get Duke Wathen back on the show and Dwayne Stats and Bob Denier, and we're going to have a reunion uh, during spring training of all these great guests that I had and will have in 2021. Sherman, the owner of the Royals, needs to sign somebody named Peabody because the Segment of Rocky and Bullwinkle. Ah, now I know where I was going. Rocky and Bullwinkle. They had Sherman and Peabody. And they solved little crimes. I can't remember what the deal was. And then they had Dudley Do-Right. So maybe they could get somebody named Do-Right, somebody named Peabody. Uh, Nell, another Nellie. There'll never be another Nellie. Sorry, Dave. Just kidding. Just kidding. But then... They could have the, all, the entire Rocky and Bullwinkle. I mean, maybe they could get another Rocky Calavito and, and have another Bullwinkle. I don't think there's ever been a player in Major League Baseball called Bullwinkle. 
Now, maybe that was his nickname. I don't know. Where did this start? Sorry, folks. I can't believe it. It's early in the year. Even uh, even Uretsky has to go to spring training for podcast school. We need a little bit of spring training. We need to get the vocal cords going because we took a little hiatus, in case you missed us. I'm sure you did. Uh, we took about three or four weeks off since our last exciting podcast. I did talk to Rick Waits in the meantime because this is about a year ago. We were in South Africa kicking off on the lighter side of baseball as it toured the globe. We were planning on a worldwide international baseball experience last year. Cut short. Cut short, stopped dead in its tracks by the coronavirus, and I dare say that I'll wait a year, let the vaccines kick in, see how much immunity I have before we head to Italy for some Italian baseball. I'd like to also go to the Dominican for a little winter baseball. Might do that. I don't know. Would anybody in their right mind head to the Dominican right now? I might do it. Uh, can't go to South Africa. They have a variant down there. Whatever a variant is, it's in South Africa. Can't go there. I was there a year ago. I don't think I got a variant because it would have kicked in by now. So where are we going? We're just kind of killing a little time here, letting you guys get used to my voice for another another year. So let's talk about a couple things. Number one, we talked last time about the Hall of Fame. They elected exactly who they should have elected after all the smart voters, excluding Tom Verducci, cast their ballot. You know, I don't know Tom Verducci. He's probably a great guy. I just wish he'd stop trying. There's some guys. I mean, he's like... Is he like Eddie Haskell, or what is the deal? Um, there, There's a cartoon character or somebody on TV where they're always smiling, you know? They smile at the wrong time, and they, I don't know. I'm, she's a good writer, but man, I don't know. I don't know. I, I have watched a little bit of MLB Network. I played guilty in the offseason. I haven't watched, hopefully, what will be a little better. The Marquee Network, the Cubs Network. I watched. You know, they're they're filling time. They have they have so much stuff on betting. Have you guys figured out how much betting is going to be present in Major League Baseball this time? All you got to do is watch the uh, any sports show from golf to NBA to NHL. And um, MLB Network, it's FanDuel, it's, there's three or four uh, companies that have in-game live betting now in certain states that have made that legal. And I believe Illinois is now one of those. I'll have to get my son Andrew on. He's an expert on this stuff. We'll do that. I'll give him a week's worth of time to study up on it. But here's what Tom Ricketts wants to do. He wants, like the guys that we've talked about in Washington that own the uh, NBA team and the hockey team, he wants to use his stadium year-round as a sports book. And, and why not? I mean, he put a sports book there. Put a sports book at Wrigley. You know, you can put them on wheels, roll it out when it's a nice day and the Cubs are on the road, and you can go out there and watch the Cub game on the – on the Jumbotron, and uh, try to bet the over-under on how many errors uh, Javi Baez will make in the month of April. I mean, th their prop bets, it's all a prop bet. $46 million in Illinois alone bet on the 2021 Super Bowl disaster. Oh, my God. So this is like stream of thought day. 
you know, and once a month, I'm just going to see where we go. 46 million bucks laid off on <laughs> the Chiefs were getting three points, giving up three points. See, that's why I don't really do the sports book. I don't quite understand that. And then you get into baseball, and it's 112 versus 118. What? And so you have to bet 112 bucks to make 118. I don't get it. Don't get it. Don't want to get it. Don't understand it. Think it's um, way too complex for me. I couldn't even do the over-under on runs. I, well, I mean, you flip a coin. Anyway, Ricketts wants to turn Wrigley into a sports book, as does the Nationals guy, or not the, the guy that owns the whatever the team is in the NBA in Washington, and the Capitals hockey, and are they still the Wizards? I don't know. You know, when Kansas City had a soccer team, named the Wizards. They made them change their name because it was too much like going to the bathroom in the middle of the field. Whiz. Take a whiz, kid. Now, nobody said that when the Philadelphia A's had the whiz kids. Huh? Talk about a great team. Talk about a great team. And I think, uh, man, I don't know. I know that there were a lot of good, one of the greatest home run hitters um, was a star for the, I've got a picture of him, it was Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig, and blank, Jimmy blank, Jimmy blank, what a, anyway, where was I going, uh, Philadelphia A's, now they don't exist anymore, they were in Kansas City though, uh, and until, until Finley moved them out to uh, Oakland, and uh, I still don't think they have a stadium lined up, what's the deal with that, it's been going on forever, okay, Cool it. You guys want some knowledge, some information. Hall of Fame. They elected just who they should have. Nobody. Clemens ain't getting in. Schilling ain't getting in. Bonds ain't getting in. Uh, Sammy's off the ballot, I think, next year. You know, the sports writers have been able to maintain an anti-doping wing, a doping wing in the Hall of Fame. I, I think they ought to have, a, I've got a, a group of bats of guys, steroid guys, A-Rod, Manny, Sammy, you know, like the list goes on and on. Jose, can you see Canseco? Uh, all these guys. Now, none of those guys got elected. Nobody got elected. So you go back five years, which is the deadline, and maybe ten just to pick up some of those guys, and the cl that would have been 2016, 15, they retired, they came in the league in 2000, 2001, 2, 3, 4, 5, crappy baseball cards, nobody gets in. The baseball card collectors of the world can predict with certainty, plus or minus 3%, who will get into the Hall of Fame based on the value of the baseball card? Mike Trout, what do you think? I'm going out on a limb, Hall of Fame. What do you think about that? What a great way to, uh, you know, and the baseball cards of those guys has dropped off. Now, if you wait 15 or 20 years, uh, Ken Griffey Jr., man, he's, he's the card. Uh, he is the card, although Maddox and Smoltz coming on. You know, Smoltzy is probably so knowledgeable and so smart, such a great pitcher, such a great golfer, such a great host on, I mean, he, 
He and Leiter actually and Plezak have brains. The other the, the permanent hosts, excluding Harold, I love Harold. The other guys, man, I don't know. I, I know they've been there a long time. I'm sure they're really nice guys. They're just uh, they're better than Verducci. Bring back the mayor, Casey. Bring back Tommy. Wait, boy, poor Jim. He got banished. Maybe he'll be back. I don't know. Anyway, where were we? The Hall of Fame. They're not going to have anybody elected into the Hall of Fame. But there are some guys from last year that will be inducted. But here's the sad news that I've gotten to. And it is sad because someday when I'm fully uh, inoculated, <laughs> not intoxicated, but when I am inoculated, when I get dose two, I've gotten dose one. See, si, es verdad. We're thinking of doing an on the lighter side of baseball in Espanol for our uh, Latin listeners. So I'm working on my Spanish. Um, Trabajar, I think that's working. Anyway, my uh, one-year-old grandson knows more Spanish than I do. Um, one of the great women that takes care of Teddy all the time is uh, Hispanic and wonderful and very conversant with Teddy in Spanish. I think, you know, every kid, if he's, if, he's, if he's smart, if he's motivated, and what one-year-old isn't motivated, you know, learn Spanish, and then you can broadcast baseball in two languages. Cool. <laughs> I think it would be great. I'd like to do it in one language. Anyway, so where were we? The Hall of Fame. It's the <laughs> ceremony. I'm getting there, folks. This is light, you know? I'm not yelling at anybody. I'm not mad at anybody. It's just the lighter side of baseball. This is not light. This is sad. Um, and really nothing, Manfred. I don't know. Boy, he just, he just doesn't really seem to jive with my views of how uh, baseball should be run. But anyway, maybe he didn't make this decision. Maybe the Hall of Fame people did make this decision. Uh, they've had a tough year. Nobody, you know, no inductions live last year. Putting it off to this year. Now no class. I mean, it's a rough, it's a back-to-back -back bummer. Anyway. I know you've all been waiting for me to get to the end of the story. The Hall of Fame ceremonies will not be held outdoors this year, no matter what the weather. Sunny, hot, rain, snow, won't snow in Cooperstown in July. Indoors, limit the number of people, socially distance, da-da-da-da-da. Give Derek Jeter his friggin' due. Get the plaque up, get the vaccinations out, and we can all go to Cooperstown again. One of the great spots on the planet. And another great spot is the Negro League Hall of Fame. Actually, it's the Negro League Museum. But anyway, the Negro League Museum is in Kansas City trying hard to get Bob Kendrick. I'm going to step up my game, and I'm going to try to get him harder than I've been trying. He's been busy. Number one, they kind of got hosed out of the 100-year celebration of the Negro League starting in 1920. Notice my math, 100 minus 2020 equals 1920. Started in 20. 1920, it was in the year 1920. The Roaring Twenties were just about to begin. The ability to purchase liquor over the counter was about to end. The Charleston was coming in. The speakeasies were there. Huh? Check that historical perspective out. At any rate, uh, the 20s, the Negro League Museum kind of got screwed. 
But Kendrick's been all over the air. I mean, I know he does a podcast with Poznanski, Joe. And, uh, you know, I shouldn't even say that. I don't want you guys to abandon me and go over to listen to his podcast. Okay, you can do that. But come back to mine. I'm sure when I get my face, my, not my Facebook, when I get the web page, you can tell me, compare uh, Joe and Joe's guest to me and my guest. And I, I got to be rating points ahead. So anyway, what were we talking <laughs> We were talking about the Negro League, so I'm going to try to get Kendrick on board. And uh, a couple of my listeners wanted a little bit of uh, discussion about combining that the Negro League records will be combined with the Major League records to forevermore. I don't know when this is going to happen. They've been talking about it for a year. They made the decision to do it. They'll combine the yeah. So Josh Gibson's home runs, Satchel Page's wins, Double Duty, Radcliffe, you name it. Um, they will have their records incorporated into the um, major league. The problem, the big problem is many of the games these guys played in were not memorialized. And so you take some of these great home run hitters and you go 129 home runs for Josh Gibson, who probably would have been hand-in-hand hand with Babe Ruth. How did that happen? I don't know. Anyway... It's cool, it's great, I think it's neat, and I'd like to get Kendrick on. It's Black History Month, all month. Before that, Hank Aaron passed away. And so I understand that he's got a few commitments that may take priority over on the lighter side of baseball, but I think once he comes on the program, he'll want to be a regular. I mean, who wouldn't want to be a regular? In fact, if any of you folks out there want to be on the show, once I get my face, my uh, I keep calling it my Facebook. I don't like Facebook. I do have Facebook. But here's the deal with the webpage. You go to On the Lighter Side of Baseball, and then it'll have a little menu like every other web page, and uh, it'll be cool. And we can uh, post things, that uh, whatever we want to post, and it'll have every podcast on there. So you can listen to the hundred and God only knows how many podcasts we've done over the three years, and they're all, mo they're all captivating. They will all, they'll either thrill you or put you to sleep, and probably the latter is more likely than the former. But latter form or whatever. We have uh, exhausted our off-the-cuff conversations for the first few minutes. When I come back from this break, I'm going to talk about what teams had great off-seasons and who besides the Cubs sucked in the off-season, okay? You probably know if you follow baseball at all who had a good off-season, who had a bad off-season. But when we come back after a little bit of cool music by Tyler, our production manager, we will talk about something that is actually factual, the top few teams and how they did in the offseason. agents out there. Why don't the Cubs sign Jackie Bradley Jr.? Please make Ian Happ or Ion Hip, whatever his name is, make him the fourth guy. 
You gave up on Albert Almora, Almora Jr., who's going to be a star with the Mets, like DJ LeMahieu. Ha! Tell me, who in the right mind could give up on DJ LeMahieu? They got nobody for DJ, and they gave him away. Well, they did save, what, $140 million because he signed a new contract with the Yankees? Guy's great. Is he a stereotypical second baseman? What's that? Another point on second baseman, I have forgiven Addison Russell. He went to Japan, had a pretty good year. Why isn't anybody signing him? But is, are his, maybe his troubles are worse than, than, uh, than we suspected. I don't know. I mean, it isn't a real stretch to figure out how to be civil in this society, how to treat the opposite sex with respect, how to uh, handle your social media, and how to stay out of trouble. Especially when you're making five or ten million, and uh, the average salary I think is up to five million dollars for the major league baseball. Not the median, but the the average. Wow. Nolan Arenado got his wish. He finally got it. Boy, you know, the Rockies really a franchise that I, I hope so. They are one of the uh, uh, cooler franchises, and by that I mean there are five teams that are authorized to keep their balls cold, uh, put them in, you know, I can't remember what it is they put them in, refrigerator or something. Now five other teams have been allowed to cool their balls. I mean, I think it's just kind of funny. They're trying to figure out how to make things more competitive, I guess, and they ignore salary. You have the Rays at one end, and the Yankees at another, and the Dodgers at one end, and the A's, the Rays. Whew. It's not rocket science. Make everybody pay $100 million, and then the union doesn't strike in 2022. Anyway, those things are all coming to a head. They're all coming to a head because baseball's trying to be competitive. Cool your balls so they don't fly as far. Now that leads to another topic that we haven't really got into, and I was going to wait until Craig gets on next week. The dead ball era. They deadened the ball, and then they, they bragged about it. Or it got out, and they had to talk about it. Don't you love it when guys, it doesn't matter what they did or who they did it to, they come on, if they're famous, they hold a press conference or they have their press agent say how sorry they are. So sorry. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to donate a bunch of money to this charity because I'm sorry, 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 sorry. Well, I think they're sorry they got caught. I think they're sorry that maybe they can't do it again for a while because now people are on to them. They're not sorry about what they did. They're sorry they got caught. It's the same principle when you were a kid, and we've talked about this before. If I, you know, my sister used to, uh, God love her, I, I shouldn't say this, she she used to <laughs> pissed me off. She would sneak my ice cream that my mom bought for me out of the freezer, and then she'd leave a spoonful. And my sister's one of my best friends, and she's beautiful and all that. But back then, she she liked to eat, and um, so she would put the. And back, and there weren't clear plastic containers back when I was a kid in the 50s. You know, you had a kind of a cardboard uh, 
Dean's Ice Cream, Borden's Ice Cream, whoever it was in Chicago that made ice cream. <laughs> she would she would eat the entire half gallon and leave like a spoonful and put it back in the freezer like it was full. I think she did that with my Kit Kat bars, my M&Ms. <sighs> Maybe she saved me on dental bills. I don't know. And I'm not sure. Oh, getting caught and saying you're sorry. Sorry seems to be the... Isn't this a strange podcast today? It, it really is. Maybe funny. I don't know. Well, once we can get a little feedback. I mean, we really haven't talked much about baseball, but we will when we come back from the break, I promise. Tyler, take it away. All right. We are back and better than ever. Mike and Mike are gone, so I can use their little line. Um, we took a break at the 843 mark of my uh, program. And that's probably right around 25 minutes by my calculations, which are inaccurate. At any rate, that's when we'll try to uh, start the second half of the show talking about baseball. Yes, baseball. And I am so excited that we are ready to actually talk baseball. We're ready for the teams to come back. We're ready for spring training. And spring training games start March 1st. The season starts April 1st. And we are ready for baseball. And if I can figure out a way to get down to Phoenix, I would not mind going to a ball game, sitting out in the grass at uh, Sloan Park. That would be cool. So, all right. Over the offseason, one team in particular, uh, there were a few teams. But let's talk about the team that really, I think, boy, may not have led the league in the volume of guys they got. But they clearly, on paper, got the best of the deal because they got Blake Snell. Why in the world Tampa Bay gives up on Blake Snell? Unbelievable. Now, they did give up a bunch of guys for Chris Archer. Chris Archer just had a horrible year, got hurt, had surgery, came back. He cut his hair. He cut his hair because he thought his hair, which came down to his back in dreadlocks, uh, hurt his neck, hurt his back, injured him. On the DL, because of a hair pull, I mean, who would have thunk? Anyway, now, he's, what I would say, neatly groomed and ready to go for the Bays. Bay Rays. Not the Bays, the Rays. Anyway, Blake Snell, the biggest blunder of the offseason to be traded. Number two, they got you, Darvish. You, not Hugh, not who. Not whatever, you, like I owe you $120 million, so I'm trading you. <laughs> oh, God, this is a great day. So you's gone, he's on the pot, and I, you know what? That was a big mistake, one of 10 pitching mistakes Theo Epstein made, no question. I mean, there's some pitching screw-ups that Theo made. He made twice. Morrow, there's a good example. Kimbrell, there's a good example. Darvish, there's a good example. And on and on, and I haven't even thought about it. But, I mean, he was signed three or four guys that they were never, there was no way they were going to pitch. They just rehab with the Cubs. Figure that out. Did he owe them? Did they have photos on Theo? I don't know if he was a good guy. He probably didn't have photos on him. Anyway, I think it was a good deal for the new Cub general manager, president, whatever you want to call the guy. Two, get rid of you. You had a great year, but you's, you know, 
some baggage with you. So I'll take in the Cubs bullpen. They picked up Zach Davies from these Padres. They picked up Jake Arrieta from the free agent market, formerly a Philly. Didn't work out so good. But again, you had that dog. And if you have a dog on your team, you're going to have a tough time winning the pennant. And the dog was Bryce Harper. Dog, 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 dog. And uh, he and Arietta oh, talk about opposites. Now the Cubs have a guy that wants to win. He's going to get those guys squared away, and he's back. And I bought a uniform shirt. He signed it because it's a World Series uniform, and that's getting a little more value out of that. Oh, I love memorabilia. God, it's great. Anyway, he's gone. And then they got um, Joe Musgrove, which – you know, he's a pretty good pitcher from the Pirates of Pirates. I hope the uh, uh, the Cubs got one of the Pirates guys, Trevor Williams, I, I think. He used to be with the Pirates. He's pretty good. Um, you know, Clevenger is gone for a while. So, um, I don't know. They got he saw Kim and Jerks and Profar. These are all, you know, bit guys. But the real deal was Blake Snell and Hugh Darvish. And we are back on the lighter side of baseball. And we're back talking about some of these teams that have made the offseason a good way to improve their team. Now, we've got 162 games this year, which is going to be good. Regular baseball, sort of regular baseball. When the MLBPA and the MLB couldn't agree on anything, uh, the MLB had suggested 154 games. And the... uh, Players rejected that. I don't know why the MLB was going to pay for all those games. And uh, when that didn't go, they uh, were heading off to the season and then a strike. So, all of a sudden, they kept talking and we're going to have seven inning doubleheaders and start runners on second base in the extra innings. So, no DH in both leagues, only in the American League. Back to the Padres. I think we hit the Padres highlights. I don't know. I think the the uh, Mets supposedly had a good good season. They did get Albert Almora Jr. I can think he's good. They got Jonathan VR. They got um, Carlos Carrasco, but the gem was Francisco Lindor. You know, it goes. To, how do you, how do you not sign Lindor if you're the Indians? I don't get it. I don't get it. Now, they are in the Central Division, and Central Divisions are known to just kind of, you know, hide in the grass. Don't do anything spectacular. Get your core and get out the door. But look what the Cardinals did. They had a pretty good offseason. Now they've got Goldschmidt in the lineup from last year, and now they've got Newland Arenado, maybe the best player in baseball, one of the top three anyway. So there you go. They 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 done pretty doggone good. Those little Cardinals. Uh, you know the Blue Jays. Who cares about the Blue Jays? I don't know. They're hard to get excited about. But they got um, George Springer and Marcus Simeon and uh, um, that's going to be pretty good. Got Mats from the Mets. Team that really did good for the second year in a row. I think you got to go back and look at the two years. And the two-year star would have to be the White Sox. I mean, there just ain't no way around it. They did pretty doggone good last year. 
and uh, they did even better this year. Uh, so they just keep adding to it. I like it. So they got uh, Liam Hendricks, one of the all uh, best uh, relief pitcher in baseball. They brought back Adam Eaton, which I got a story about that in a minute. And uh, then they've got uh, Lance Lynn. So who knows about Lynn? I mean, at some point he's going to run out of juice. But we'll see who does better, Arietta or Lance Lynn. I'm betting on Arietta. True grit. True grit. And so the White Sox, you know, go on. They're looking pretty good. Reinsdorf, we had lunch together, and this was after I had made some comment about Adam Dunn. And I've told this story a few times. I said, geez, you know, I really feel bad about Adam Dunn. He can't hit a lick. He's done. He's out of gas. And Reinsdorf goes, what do you feel sorry for him for? I'm the guy paying him $13 million a year. I'll never sign another Adam. I blew it with Adam Eden. Blew it with Adam Dunn. Well, folks, here we go. Apparently, Jerry didn't make that known to uh, to um, anybody in the front office because they signed Adam Eaton. So there you go. He's back with the White Sox. Unbelievable. Cardinals, as I said, it's hard to talk about. Molina, Wainwright, Nolan Arenado. Man, oh, man, tough lineup. But the Cubs have Bryant and Rizzo. Come on. Get your act together. Sign Bryant. Don't let Bryant go like the Indians let Lindor go. Dodgers, again, the best best organization at keeping the target, the goal in mind. They do not win and regress. They win and improve every year. You know, the Cubs, they win, and now they've gotten rid of Schwarber, Fowler, Arietta, Lester, Addison Russell, on and on and on and on and on. They they've from the championship team they got Contreras, they've got Baez, Rizzo, Bryant, and Hayward. That's it. And Ross is managing. He should be catching. Dodgers, man. They just keep going. Trevor Bauer. Now, you know, there's my dog theory. <laughs> Doggy, doggy, doggy. Uh, Trevor Bauer's a dog, man. I mean, he's a dog. D-O-G. Cost the Indians a chance to win the World Series in 2016 because he got hurt with a, with a, um, you know, one of those little gizmos that um, hover and come back, and he cut his finger on a drone. Yeah, brilliant. You know, there have been some... We should do a show on the top ten stupid injuries. I think leading the league was um, Cody Bellinger uh, dislocating his shoulder in the middle of the World Series by banging his elbow with another guy after he hit a home run. But, I mean, we've had knife injuries. We've had slipping in the shower industries. I think Sammy Sosa hurt his back coughing. But Trevor Bauer's just a, he's just, you know, I don't know. Now remember, I don't know him. Never been around him. Never met him. Would never get his autograph, I don't think. This guy seems to come across as a dog, even when he was interviewed on TV. And usually when MLB does a nice deal, uh, usually I come across liking the guy. Uh, but Bauer, he's just a jerk. I mean, a few weeks ago he talks about how everybody's 
get an unfair advantage, including him, I guess, with loading up uh, baseball with pine tar. Um, then he does this stupid thing about who he's going to pick for a team as his free agent choice on Facebook. And somehow there's a glitch and it shows up he's going to pick the Mets. And the Mets fans go out and buy Bauer jerseys. And then they go, oh, no, I was, it was wrong. I'm a Dodger. And then he does an interview in his suit coat with a Dodger uniform over him. And he's just a jackass. I'm sorry. He's right there with Bryce Harper and Machado and a few other guys. Dog. So they ain't going to win. You can forget the Dodgers. They're going to have problems. The Yankees are the Yankees. DJ LeMahieu, we already talked about him. Why did the Cubs let him go? Well, that happened a long time ago. Nationals did pretty good. Um, you know, they got the Cubs. They got Schwarber for Dave Martinez. They got uh, Lester for Dave Martinez. And um, speaking of guys, I think the Angels got Fowler and Quintana. Q. That's not bad. Someday they got to get in the playoffs. Come on. And win a game for Trout. One game. One playoff series. When I was talking a little bit before about Trevor Bauer, I was reminded of another sad loss in the world of sports journalism, and that's Pedro Gomez passed away unexpectedly at the age of 58. What a great guy. He was always around, always smiling. Everybody loved him. He was always getting good interviews, um, and you know, I learned a little bit more. It's too bad I didn't know a lot about him before he passed away. ESPN did a nice job talking about he's got a son that's in the Red Sox organization, and so um, our sympathies go out to Pedro Gomez's family. I mean, tough loss, great guy, life short, enjoy it. Andrew Benatendi, yes, sir, the Royals did a great job in the offseason. I don't care what anybody says. They got Santana, and they got they boosted their bullpen. I think they signed Davis and Holland. And um, then they got went out and got Andrew Benatendi to play right field to take Alex Gordon's spot. And he could be here for 10 years. He's still young. He's good. I mean, it's a great move that Dayton Bohr made. And I, my hat goes off to him. I'm kind of pumped about the Royals. I think if they had a pitcher, they'd be really good. Now, they do have some great pitching coming up. They got some. And Bobby Witt at shortstop is going to be great. I don't know what you do with Mondesi. Move him to second base. They've got they've done well in their drafts, and they're producing some pretty good prospects. So we'll see what happens. The Braves, Braves always do well. They picked up Charlie Morton and uh, uh, Marcel Ozuna. Hey, 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 good move. And they got Drew Smiley. Now, Smiley, I think the Cubs, I think Theo paid this guy twice. He's the guy that had rotator cuff. And uh, the Cubs kept paying him to uh, rehab, although they'd never get to use him. Phillies. Dombrowski lands with the Phillies. I thought he was going to Nashville. Come on, Dave. Whatever. You got Harper, so you guys are dead in the water. They did sign Realamuto, the catcher who everybody loves, to a new long-term contract, and D.D. Gregorius from the Yankees. Uh, but I don't know. I'm not that big on him. Uh, the Twins re-signed Nelly Cruz. They did pretty good. And, um, you know, so I think the central division of each league kind of had a team or two boost itself up. 
I would say in the central division for the American League, the clear uh, winner in the winter sweepstakes were the White Sox, second place Royals, third place Twins. In the National League Central Division, the Cardinals, followed by the Cardinals, followed by the Cardinals. Cubs went backwards, Brewers went backwards, although the Brewers did pick up uh, Justin Turner, which I thought was a good uh, move, and Colton Wong. So, you know, give them an A for an effort, but uh, a D for getting pitching. So, I'd say the Cubs were in third place, the Brewers in second place, and the Cardinals far distant first place in analyzing the offseason for the uh, winter. In the West, I like the West, you know, nothing much happens in the West. Um, in the American League West, I guess the best of the West would have been maybe the Angels. Other than that, got the Mariners, the A's, the Rangers, gag, bad. National League West, um, man, Rockies, Giants, nah, but the Padres, number one, Dodgers number two. In the East, National League East, I don't know, the Mets probably, and then the Braves, and then the, and in the American League, the Blue Jays, and then the Yankees. There you have it. That's it on the lighter side of baseball's analysis by paralysis of who had the best of the offseason. Now, all that's important, but let's see who has the best of spring training, which isn't that important, but let's see who comes out without any injuries, without any COVID-19, gets off to the races quickly. Now, that leaves the train wreck called minor league baseball. Oh, my God. The MLB and Manfred gutted that again. How can we make more money? Da 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 da. These guys are in for a real rude awakening in 2022 when they negotiate the new contract for baseball. Uh, you know, I just think that the rich guys in the union, who are led by none other than Boris, and all their rich players, are going to outdo for a long time. The owners. Now, the stupidity of all this is they basically dance for three or four months and then one side capitulates and the other side goes off down the road and does anybody really win? The player's already won. Five million average salary. Give me a break. So all I want is this. Vaccine, herd immunity, 162 baseball games for the season, followed by the playoffs with, you could put 16 teams in. That wasn't bad. The playoff format didn't bother me at all. You know, it's interesting. Gives every team a little chance. And look at the Buccaneers in the uh, NFL. Three wild card wins on the road, and they get home for the Super Bowl and just destroy the Chiefs. Destroy the Chiefs. Were the Chiefs ever in it? No. Wow, it's an ugly game. Glad I went in 2020 and not 21. Anyway, that's it on the lighter side of baseball. I hope you've enjoyed the show.
I have enjoyed it immensely. I think we raised a lot of points, I guess, and we uh, talked a little bit about the teams that uh, maybe improved, and then we uh, get a good look at uh, coming into spring training. It's going to be great. Can't wait. I mean, everybody's pumped. Chris Bryant's pumped. Rizzo's pumped. Bias. They all had crappy years last year for the Cubs, so the Cubs have to be better. Arietta will keep them in step. Ross will keep them in step. I think Jack Peterson was a great pickup. I like that. They need to see a center fielder and a leadoff guy. I'm not a hap guy, not a hap guy at all. Hayward, you know, bat him sixth or seventh. That'd be great. Um, they don't have a leadoff guy. Who's going to lead off? It's going to be Hap, then who? Bryant, Baez, Rizzo, or Hap, Rizzo, Baez, Bryant, Contreras, Peterson. That's what I do. Pretty good lineup. Phone in your lineup, folks. I think that's pretty good. Now, you still have to uh, have a second baseman, and I guess uh, we got Nico Nico. Come on, Nico. We're betting on Nico. Woo-hoo-hoo. Hoo. Uh, we... You know, we got rid of our backup catcher. That's too bad. He went with you to the Padres, man. Who wouldn't want to be in the Padres? San Diego, get down to the beach every day, go to Coronado Island every day. Ooh, but socially distance and wear a mask. All right, gang. It's been fun. I cannot wait for 2021. I cannot wait to go to a baseball game. I cannot wait to see a little spring training. I can't wait to see some baseball being played even on TV. And... uh Man, I'm happy about that. It's going to be great, and I hope uh, that everybody's healthy. I hope everybody gets vaccinated. I hope somehow the uh, MLB figures out a way to get the uh, boys to the front of the line for vaccinations, which I have no doubt they will do. And that's it on the lighter side of baseball with Jamie Uretsky. Tune in uh, Friday uh, in a week. We're going to have Craig Kishan. I'm going to work on some other guys and keep working on Bob Kendrick, trying to get him to talk a little bit about the Nico Leagues. And uh, from there, who knows? But it's going to be fun. It's going to be a great year. I am pumped. And, hey, how many years do you get? Hopefully a lot. So let's go Cubs, go Brewers, go Padres, go anybody that doesn't have birds on a bat as their symbol. So for the Liars Out of Baseball, Jamie Rescue saying... Have a great week, and we will catch you next time with Craig Kishan.